Previously, I made some new friends, Rian, Krellik, and Velgren. Said they were looking to clear some of the methods from the village. They seem an upstanding sort, so I agreed to help them out. We engaged some methods on our way to Grickles, leaving a couple of us singed. There's still more of the village to clear. I do hope Griggle is alright. Let's see what more fun we can have in today's short quest, Long Rest. As uh, the street kind of goes quiet again, you guys have your objective of reaching the blacksmith's forge here in the northern district, which means either following the instructions of Dreamer or searching house to house. What are you guys doing? Uh, um, oh, does it automatically yes. do it for you? That's very nice. Um, That's pretty cool. So, well, I mean, since we have a guide, might as well follow him, right? Yeah, let's take um, the same thing. Griggle lives this way, friends. Is there any way to extract the Mephit's tooth? They are currently... There's no longer a body when you go to investigate. Just a pile of ash. (laughs) There's a pile of ash, and it almost has, like, the same uh, texture as, you know, when a log burns down all the way. It's this very fine ash. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have any vials, so I can't do anything with that. But that's fine. So, coming back into the swing of things, your enemies lay dead, uh, having burst into piles of ash around you. Uh, This eastern district, eerily quiet since everyone has fled. Um, You can hear, you know, further eastward of you, uh, what sounds like things being tossed around, windows being broken. Uh, There isn't so much any smoke in this direction as there was from this home that is currently now ablaze. You can actually feel the heat of it radiating off as you stand there, kind of working out what to do. And I'm going to turn it over to you guys. What are you doing next in the wake of your foe's defeat? Rian's patting himself down from the flames putting out the singes on his armor. Coffin. <laughs> the goal is to put out fires, right? <laughs> well, um, he's he's gonna use shape water to try to put out the fire. Alrighty. Uh, where are you getting your water? Well, a lot of the methods uh, exploded, right? Um, and melted the snow. Ah, there we go. All right. Um, so he'll be using that. Those little puddles. Um, so. For the size of the blaze, I want you to make me a charisma check and add your proficiency. Charisma. Uh... So, uh, roll it as an ability check. Ooh, yucky. Ten. Alright. So, you are able to, you know, as the rapidly cooling and refreezing mud 
you are able to get at least some filthy water from those places where the mephit had burst and dump it onto the blaze of this house and does seem to diminish the flame somewhat uh, but is very clearly still burning shape water is a, a 12 if that makes any difference right if i'm adding my proficiency still the blaze not, is slightly more <laughs> not enough to put out a house with a cantrip but a good Fair effort enough yeah well i tried it's actually a good effort honestly I mean that that house is too far gone, unfortunately. Seems but, like. But I honestly appreciate that. That was that. You actually did something nice. Hmm. I know. It isn't that right, Mary? Too much into it. Did something nice. I think there might be something, maybe some, so, some deep in you there. So, maybe you're not as big a prick that I thought. Kren, thinking, uh, how, what are these things? Where did they come from? <clears throat> well, there's elementals. I mean. I, did someone summon them here, or are they just... It's possible. Out of a sudden... Yeah. I mean, they can be summoned by a talented sorcerer or wizard. So I assume you don't have that ability? Nope. Not yet. <laughs> there are also places where the other planes leak through. This it is also true. That. Perhaps they've come from the Feywild. Or the, the Plane of Fire. Who knows? This could be nefarious, or just completely... Random. I suppose it's our job to find out. So, which yeah. way is, uh... Which way is he? Let's just go that way. Who? Uh, Dreamer, you said uh, you know, right? Yes, lead the way. Who? What? When? To the blacksmith. We're supposed to be looking for the... The blacksmith. The blacksmith. Rickle. Yes. Yep. He lives this way. Follow me. Out there in the end. Out of boy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> What? Where am I? We got there in the end. Who, what, where? It's like we're playing Fallout. Like the old school Fallout. <laughs> As you uh, make your way northward, uh, coming closer and closer to the forge, the sounds of things being broken and smashed to the east of you kind of diminishes behind you. Ahead, Dreamer is able to point out the forge you can see a low fence with a couple of implements out front that area seems quiet compared to the uh, destruction that you didn't catch sight of but definitely heard further behind you so we're gonna get paid a lot of money to make these things go away it sounds like they're back there well well i'd say we can we can we can loop back around but uh Either way, we can we can deliver our stuff, and we're getting paid on both fronts, delivering and and killing. So. Do we hear anything else besides things breaking, like people or? Anything? Roll me perception. Yeah. I would also like to get in on. This. <laughs> if you guys both want to, uh, you know, do that for me. Ooh, man, people. All right. So, canting your heads to one side and really listening, the stillness of the district really helps you in picking up on some of that noise. You hear no cries of pain, no cries of terror, just that same uh, high-pitched cackling as these methods kind of rain destruction onto this part of town. Again, that occasional sound of shattering glass or the thundering crunch of broken wood. 
Still no signs of smoke from that direction. But certainly some sort of destruction being had. Okay, so I guess we go to the forge first. Houses can yes. be rebuilt. Lives cannot. Yeah. Precisely. We'll say that uh, with those perception checks, you see, even from this distance, that the uh, forge up ahead, the actual furnace, does not seem to be lit. There isn't that telltale glow of warmth. There's no uh, rising smoke from the chimney. It is inert. <laughs> okay. Well, making my way downtown. Oh, oh man, there's every time she said making my way, I wanted to do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I kept it to myself every time. So. As you guys get closer and you get a better look at this structure, uh, there is again that low fence, the yard that you could obviously see someone's been treading through it. There are icicles hanging from the eaves of this structure, these very long dagger-like, almost a foot long in some places, icicles. The front door is closed. You can hear the bustling of something inside, even from this distance. A sort of banging sound. Um, you know, the sound of a hammer on metal as if someone is hard at work here in the, uh, the forge. Question. Yes. Are there icicles on any of the other houses? There's a couple. Not nearly as many comparatively as you're looking from one to the other. Hmm. Okay, well, we're right through the front door. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> what are we standing around for? Alright. So, what are you guys doing as you approach the front door? Well, uh, give it a knock. Krillik's gonna knock on the door and just go, Ah, uh, special delivery! <laughs> <laughs> Roll me... 30 minutes or it's free. <laughs> Roll me a persuasion check. Oh, he's oh. great at this, I bet. Super great. Yep. Great. <laughs> mm. Yes. An eight? Uh, you, can, you continue to hear the banging and the occasional curse of someone hard at work, but no one comes to answer the door. Hmm. Should, should I ask not so nicely? Probably not the best idea. Please do not hurt Griggle. He's just gonna pound louder then. That's it. Don't make too much noise. <laughs> Open. Right. Open the damn door. <laughs> <laughs> so you pound loudly but then speak quietly? Or yes. what is that? Alright. Doom doom doom. Ask no, me. He, he, he yells too. He's not bright. He doesn't care. Okay. <laughs> uh, go ahead, give me a, another persuasion check. Uh, can I do it a little menacingly? Maybe intimidation? Yeah, alright. I'll allow you to, to demand he open the door. What do you say to uh, get him to uh, stop whatever he's doing and come answer the damn door? Just oi. But really angry. <laughs> <laughs> oi! I don't want none of these fire spit things to Burn my beard off again. Open this door. I'm taking it down. <laughs> there, you go. there we go. Roll us that. Uh, roll us that intimidation. 
Oh no! Even worse. <laughs> well. Oh no. His voice squeaks. <laughs> well, I don't want those. Well, he's that thing. Noise hole. <laughs> yeah, you're continuing. Uh, so he rolled a five for the sake of the recording. And there is a brief pause in the banging that is happening inside. But only so long for you to start hearing something being dragged across the floor. Something very heavy. Whoever is inside just is either ignoring you or oblivious to your presence. I'm gonna go with the, the former. <laughs> ignoring? Yeah. Um, hmm. Is Griggle deaf? <laughs> <laughs> From your memory, no, Griggle is not deaf. Um, he did seem eccentric, but then, you know, everyone is kind of eccentric in your eyes. Very much one of those men who would get so distracted by his work that he just wouldn't be aware of his surroundings. Okay. Why don't we just open the door? Uh, well, it's gonna try to Sounds good push to out the door. Alright. Not, so, not me, but you. Yes. The door opens easily, and well, with its opening, son of a, bitch. a large cloud of smoke with blue and crimson sparks billows out past you and uh, out into the street to dissipate skyward. You know, now that, you know, it's being vented, you do kind of see that from a uh, smokestack on the back end of the building that there is still more thick smoke billowing out with these blue and crimson sparks. As the room clears inside, you can see a stout dwarf with light gray skin and a shock of white hair, uh, working a bellows and occasionally throwing small cups of co uh, colorful powder into the flames. He uh, seems oblivious to your presence, even as you open the door and you know visibility increases within the room. He has a pair of goggles on his face that just kind of make his eyes bug out as he uh, is busy working the bellows and tossing more powder into his uh, his furnace there and you know, kind of leaning forward almost into the flames to see the result. What are you guys doing as you enter this uh, very strange workshop? <laughs> um, I think Felgren would just kind of snap his fingers like, hello? Uh, give me a persuasion check. Okay. <laughs> see if this... There we go. Yes. Don't blow Don't it. Well now engine. I'm definitely gonna blow it. No, nope. I didn't. Oh. Good job. What'd you end up rolling? 23. Nicely done. Very All right, persuasive so. snaps of his fingers. As you kind of, you know, try to get this dwarf's attention, he kind of glances up briefly and, you know, raises a finger as if to be like, one moment, as he tosses another handful of powder into the forge. And uh, this one, there's a bright burst of yellow light, and he very quickly takes up a notepad and starts jotting something down in it. And, uh, puts the small bowl of colorful powder back down, and turns to you. Hey, you? Come again? I asked who you were. Oh. Well, uh, I'm Felgrin, and I'm with the Luskar Deliverers. These are my compatriots. We have a letter to deliver to you. To me. Carla's gonna hold up the letter. I don't stand in the door letting the cold in. Come in, come in. Just push, push the door shut with his foot. Focuses on the furnace again, and this time he picks up a bowl of red powder and takes a pinch of it and measures it out into a little measuring cup and tosses it into the flames and 
for a brief moment, the flames within the fire, uh, the furnace, increase. And he kind of leans back like, oh, right. Right, scribbling that down. Uh, who's, who has sent the letter? Bring, bring it over here to me. Mind the flames. Uh, he motions uh, for it to be put into his hand with the, with the impatience of a man who thinks that he just does not have time for anything. Pops the letter right in his hand. Right, right. He uh, turns it over and looks at the name addressed. You could see that it is written in a... The first line seems to be in a language that is unfamiliar to you. Uh, but the second one is his name in common. And he goes, Oh! Right, the spider! Right, you're gonna open that up. And unfold that. And he unfolds the paper and starts reading, scanning the paper, uh, almost having completely forgotten your presence as he is reading what the, is within. And he... Starting to see a pattern. Yes. <laughs> Spider's always so dramatic. Um, oh, but this. And he holds the paper so close to his face that it almost seems uh, that he's going to touch it with his nose. Krellick, you are closest. You were able to kind of see through the paper that he is holding up in front of his face very faint lines of the same language that was on the front of the letter in the address line. Um, and written... Within that, there's a, a diagram of a furnace and what seems to be almost like a, a ritual circle. Mm. So it seems to be some sort of uh, instructions for a spell or a ritual of some kind. Mm. He doesn't know the magics that well. He's gonna kind of motion for a grin to maybe come a little closer. See if he can peek at it. Mm, yes. He's just oh. gonna point towards the letter. So, that's it. Important? I mean, you got our payment? Um, and when you ask that, you see that the uh, Griggle's eyes seem to have reached the bottom of the letter. And he lets out a whoop of excitement and slams the letter down onto a table and immediately scrambles off and starts opening cabinets and pulling down, you know, like flasks of what appears to be more alchemical powders. And what was that? He's working on that. Payment, payment. He's kind of looking at the. He's looking at the letter. He, he he is examining it. All right. Let's see. You said that you spoke infernal in common. Mm-hmm. This is not in either of those. Uh, however, there are some symbols on it that you might recognize. Make me an Arcana check. Super studious. All right. So, you're not able to make heads or tails of it because it is. While some of the symbols are familiar, the order that they're in is not. There is very much a puzzle element to this that is a bit beyond your grasp. But the Griggle continues to gather down alchemical powders and, you know, bringing them back to the table in armfuls and sort of dumping them uh, out in front of you. Ah, I see you. Do you read under common boy? As he's kind of organizing his bottles. Afraid not. Uh, that is the black spider, old friend, partner. And he's, um, well, that is a formula he's provided. He leans over very confidentially. A formula for. My forge! And he motions towards the furnace behind him, which has a much nicer, sleeker, more modern appearance than the one out in the yard. And, uh, well, that 
is my baby. That will bind the material in the elemental planes, keeping the elemental powers within focused that I might use their power for forgery. Wait. So you've been tapping into the elemental plane with your in your 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 smithing. I have. Is there a concern? So are you the reason? Are you the reason why all of these damn methods are running all Me- over the place? Methods, whatever. It doesn't matter. There's methods? Yes, all over the place, burning down the whole damn mm-hmm. town. When did methods arrive? <laughs> I don't know. Probably whenever you opened up the damn portal to the planes. The first experiment was two days ago. Um, sounds, yep, sounds about right. There's methods? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any idea how you can close it up, make it go away? Or do we gotta go out there? He just kind of points the crow's beard. Yeah, it's uh, still smoking. What happened to your beard, boy? The little flying, fire-breathing shits. Oh, the methods. Yes, the methods. The methods that uh, you've called here, whether by accident or not. That is unfortunate. Mm. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a very good word for it. Very good word for it. It's a very sad situation, but I can't just stop my research. This will benefit all people of Faerun one day. Sweet. So, is there a way we could benefit the people that live outside, like your neighbors? Like, just just in the meantime. You know, is there another way that you could close this shit up and make sure that everything's taken care of? I might be able to manage. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. This ritual that go. the black spider has brought... It gives me instructions for keeping the elemental powers of the furnace that we're building uh, more focused. We do that, it should stop or at least reduce the risk of such extra planar creatures here in the material plane. I need a few ingredients okay, so though. I don't have all of them here. So far as I know. He just sighs again. He's like, it's always or something. It's always something. What do you need? Maybe I, maybe. I know we don't have it on us because that would just be too easy. Well, but <laughs> I know I've got smelling salts somewhere around here. If one of you could help me find them, uh, I need a quarter ounce of powdered earth. So if any of you are any good with a mortar and pestle, uh, a beaker of solid water. Yes, yes, that should be effective. And a uh, well, I should think that I would need extinguished fire residue. Yes, that should be enough. For the materials I need for the ritual. That's a funny thing to call ice and ash. I was gonna say, yes. Uh, by solid water, do you mean ice? Yes! Okay, good. Didn't I say that? No. Potato, no. tomato! Don't make me oh, question myself, boy. My goodness. Well. You mean to say you don't have ash in a forge? <laughs> this should be extinguished fire residue when he slaps the side of the furnace. This bad baby, she should never be extinguished. My work is too precious. So but you have a forge outside. It's not lit anymore. It's fine. That we can go back and get the the, the bodies of the the methods we uh, killed. You killed some methods. Oh, yes, we killed some methods. <laughs> and you said he's like blind, like a bat, right? Like he can't. He's, see cer- he's certainly wearing big old goggles while he's working. Gen four. I'd let Mary just run free, like. Like, that's my dog. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> she's a very weird dog because she's kind of like... Uh, she's climbed up into the rafters and is kind of hopping from yep. rafter to rafter. 
Yeah, very agile. It's a show dog. It's a dog. Yeah, it's a. It's one of the southern dogs, you know. Should come back here in the spring. We have a dog contest in town. Oh. Oh, I'm sure we'll be back for that. That should be fantastic. The prize is five gold. Let's can we can we go? Yes. Okay, so real fast, we had ice, ash, smelling salts. What were the other things? Uh, and salt. powdered earth. That's the one. So powdered dirt. dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Felgren's like, I th- I'll handle the ice. Okay, I'll uh, I'll head out and grab the ash real fast. Say, so I'm just doubling back along the way anyway. Just go so grab some dirt. I don't think I should get the salt. That's probably a good idea. Maybe swap that up. Uh, Kyle, uh, could you grab the salt and he can get uh, the dirt? Whatever. <laughs> what I was gonna say. He seems to like trees and whatnot. So, I think, uh, Felgren will. Is there a vial? Any? I'm guessing there's tons in here. Yeah, uh, so beaker, all around, um, you see the implements for alchemy are just scattered everywhere. It is organized chaos. This seems to be the workshop of a man. Who he knows where everything is, but there's no way anyone else does. Okay, a beaker of solid water, he said. Yep. Then a beaker of solid water. He will grab a beaker if he can find one. Uh, roll me a investigation check. Oh boy. Okay. Hey. Okay. That's not bad. So it uh it takes you a few minutes of rooting around, uh, but you do manage to find a beaker. Uh, it is buried under some papers. Seems to be dusty as if it had been kind of like pushed back against the wall and just forgotten. Um, but functional. Wow. Intact. That is a blessing, he'll say as he kind of pats it down. And he'll uh, go outside and look for a, a puddle. Alrighty. Yeah, you know, head outside with him and look to head back towards the the fire. Uh, the, the one we took out. Mephit? Mephit. Yes. Yeah, right? the Mephit. Mephit. Okay, yeah, head towards the the method after being corrected seven times. Alrighty. Off to find salt. It's off to find yep. salt. Well, I think yes. you said it was inside, right? Yeah, smelling salt. So, Krellick, I'm going to need a investigation check from you now. Great. You know, as you're kind of rooting around through the organized chaos. Alright. So, as you are searching, sort of uh, almost parallel to Felgren, where you two kind of wind up. One of you looks in, you know, the same stack of items. You know, find something that the other quite didn't. It takes you a good ten minutes or so to uh, find them, but you do manage a uh, a small vial that, when you uncork it and give it a, a bit of a sniff, because you know you have to check their smelling salts. Oh boy. Oh. Uh, yes, very much. Uh, this will certainly keep somebody awake. Oh, found it. <laughs> oh, did you? Yes, um, onto the table with the, the ritual notes, please, if you would. Slaps it on the table and waits for everyone else. Yes, thank you for that. Sarbine starts making his way in the world today. Takes everything he's got. Takes you only, like, two or three minutes to walk down there and uh, the immediate area seems quiet you are still hearing that uh, you know that banging and shuffling around to the east where it mm-hmm. seems that uh, you know, these creatures are just having a blast he kind of sighs he like wants to go do something about it and he's just like ah it's not about it's not a good idea 
It's like I don't want to, don't want to get all tight and, uh, and you know get mixed up in that. Dreamer, where are you going for dirt? I'm I'm going with Ryan. Alrighty. To where the snow had been melted from the. Well, I guess that'd be mud. Oh yeah, he'd be tagging along. He knows where to find water. So the. Uh, they said all the houses had icicles on them. He probably just yeah. knocked those off and. So, uh, Krellick, while the two of you are in the forge, you and this uh, eccentric Griggle, he is very much deeply involved with checking and rechecking his furnace as it continues to burn. You are, from what I remember, proficient with... No, you don't have a... Oh, no, you're proficient with gaming set. Sorry, I thought they were blacksmith tools. I thought I picked blacksmith tools, too. Okay, I thought so. Okay, so we're gonna adjust that. So watching him work, uh, give me a give me a intelligence check with a proficiency <laughs> bonus on there. Well, at least you get the proficiency bonus. Yeah, like negative one. He's... No, plus your proficiency. So maybe plus one. Yeah, whatever yours is. Uh, let me see, Krellick, you got you got a plus two proficiency. Yep. So six. Alrighty. So while you're watching him, his work is utterly foreign to you. Whatever experiments, yeah, got a four. Whatever experiments he's doing, you know it. It looks like back blacksmithing, but he seems to be applying a lot of alchemical components to this. You know, he was tossing different powders when he for, when you first came in into the fire, and it is a very much head scratching. What, how he is able to tie together both blacksmithing and alchemy. For the trio in the south, you arrive at the mm -hmm. place and you can see that the mud is rapidly freezing. There's now like a light layer of frost forming over it. The uh, the house is continuing to burn, but you can now see the uh, the wooden beams that make it up as some of the walls have sort of sloughed off and the uh, thatch on the roof large chunks of it are catching and then there are actual swirls of embers uh, rising into the sky that thankfully burn out very uh, quickly but a couple of them do float towards other houses very very much like fully ablaze now and the fence on the eastern side of the house has also caught and is starting to burn all the way around I hope they were, they were bad people that lived there let's assume they were I mean, for right now, I guess that's the best way of getting through this without feeling sad. Whatever you have to do. <laughs> um, if there is a uh, enough water still that hasn't frozen, he'll he'll be using control water to collect it into the beaker. Alrighty. And then uh, and then freeze it. There is certainly uh, water there still. Uh, it does take you a while because it's very much spread out. It's a very very thin puddle. And the beaker that you fill is incredibly muddy from all the, you know, earth sort of mixed up in this. And when it freezes solid, it is just this uh, solid brown block now in the beaker. Didn't say it had to be clean. Uh, as for Dreamer, what are you doing, Dreamer? The ground's frozen. <laughs> he, like, I think Rian kind of, like, leans in, like, yeah. Yeah, the ground, the ground, the ground is frozen. It, that is correct. But there is dirt in the ice. Yep. Yep. 
Very perceptive. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> well, that was a great talk. I'm going to grab this ash, and I'm going to head on back. Uh, <laughs> Bit of an odd fellow. No, seriously, sweet ice knife. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Gathers up the ash. I don't even think he has anything. He's just literally, like, scooping it up in his two hands and walking back. Yeah, you are able to get some... Uh, a solid handful of ash it just like it is heaped in your hands now yeah, uh, yeah just like holding it in both hands looks just walking the back to like, the... I might have to find some water there yeah like I said there's there's icicles on the right on the roofs just reach up and smack one down in a... those guys be pretty clean dreamer what are you doing to get the ingredient that you've been set for I'm just gonna scoop up a bunch of mud and then just walk back <laughs> just so wait for it to dry <laughs> Similar to Rian, both of you carrying your own respective heaps, one of you ash, uh, which the wind, you know, it's a very light breeze, but it is catching some of the ash and kind of blowing it out of your hands. So your pile is diminishing as you walk. Cussing. It's like, God damn it, son of a... Jeez, yeah, this uh, is ridiculous. Dreamers, some of the mud is seeping through his fingers, but it also seems to be freezing there because he doesn't have a body temperature to keep it warm. Um, so you're Picks essentially up the just... pace a little bit. <laughs> Waddling. Excuse me, excuse me. So, uh, Krellick, while you are within the forge and the others return, you know, approaching the front door, you can hear the crunch of footsteps outside. Griggle kind of looks up at you and motions you over. Excuse me, if you would be so kind as to, uh, well, can you work the bellows here? Uh, I should be able to do that. Right, right. Any motions for you to proceed? So if you would like to give me a strength check uh, as a skill check. This one will be better for sure. There you go. Nicely done. a boy. 17. So, you know, grabbing the handle of the bellows and putting your weight on it, because it is a very, very large... Uh, bellow you're able to at his instruction uh fan the flames within the furnace which started to you know die down as he wasn't actively throwing things into it and tending to it and uh while you're working on that it frees him up to you know rummage through more cabinets and he pulls down a vial with a very brilliant blue powder in it that kind of sparkles within uh, you know, it's very ice white. And he shuffles over to the furnace. And he uncorks it and he measures out, you know, with little taps. About a quarter of a cup. Watch the ish. Gets ready to run. <laughs> and <laughs> sort of like splashes these, uh, this very fine powder into the flames. And as soon as he does, he's also retreating. And the flames very briefly go from this nice... Uh, you know, sort of that very warm red color to ice white. And it suddenly, with as much heat as they were giving off, it is suddenly giving off extreme cold. And the stonework around the furnace, you actually hear it groaning and creaking with the sudden temperature change. And there's a little bit of a fear for a man that has, you know, worked a forge for some time. But the sudden change in temperature is going to make these rocks explode. 
Yeah. But it, it keeps together. Everything seems fine. And gradually that pale color, you know, returns to that nice warm, uh, ruddy red of actual fire. And the warmth returns. I mean, kind of... Eh, that one does not actually do anything for my experiments, but you should have seen your face! Oh, you old... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> so, how many teeth? What are does the he rest have? of you doing? <laughs> Thankfully, weirdly, he's got summer teeth. He's got all of them. Okay, great. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> but what about the rest of you? As you approach the forge again, I mean, he'll just walk in with his muddy, frozen water. <laughs> Yep, same with me. Coming in with a coming in with a handful of ash. At this point, he's like cupped it like over the other hand because he's sick of losing some. So all right, and uh, he's got like a little ash snowball. <laughs> on seeing you and Dreamer, you know, with your respective handfuls of materials, he uh, very hastily, you know, reaches for what seem to be like sample trays. Uh, that he lays out on the table and he's like, oh, well, make sure that you're get it in onto the plate, boy. <laughs> um, Dreamer, the mud seems to have uh, frozen a little uh, between your fingers. I am going to need a strength check to pry it off. It's not completely frozen, nice. but... Just chisel it off. And... 13. All right. So, uh... Not bad. You are able to kind of... You know, work this lump of mud free. And uh, it does make a very half plop, half clink sound as it is put down into a sample tray. And he kind of nods and, well, I'm going to have to dry that and grind it because it should be powdered. But thank you, my lad. Um, what of the tiefling? Where's he? He'll just, he'll just clunk the, the vial down, the beaker. You're also welcome. My boy, if, if I'd asked you to go to the outhouse for the materials <laughs> I needed, I would have specified. <laughs> well, do you have a bucket of water? And, and he kind of looks around at his mess. No, actually, there's a nice, there's a sweet girl that lives in the next house over that brings me my water. She goes and fetches it. Um, Goody. Seems I haven't. Yep. No, I don't have any lying about. Yeah, he grins at Grin. It's like, yeah, go get it. Good. Do you have another beaker? I, uh... Just pour that one out. Clean it out. Certainly. Um, and he kind of scrambles to one of his cabinets and after, you know, flipping open drawers and the like and, you know, looking into boxes and... Oh, that's not what I was looking for. Does come back a minute or two later with a beaker that he thrusts into your hand. So this one's got a bit of a, like a chipped lip. Relic's gonna hold out his water skin. Oh yeah, <laughs> we all have water skins in our adventure <clears throat> packs. He's We're the cleverest of you all. Clearly, yeah. He'll take yeah. the water skin and uh, start filling the beaker. All right. After which he will freeze it. Shape water is a lovely cantrip. Yes, it is. Yeah, no shit. So the uh, the be- I'll have that someday. <laughs> the beaker now filled. Uh, and frozen. You have all the materials, or at least the means to start said materials, because he does need to do some work on some of these ingredients. Well, um, 
you're very kind to have helped me with this and uh well is she you we're gonna grab a couple of these and would you please take a seat you know let's make sure this all works together hmm can't wait yes it should be very exciting yeah. so you guys have the benefit of a short rest while griggle kind of like you know builds up the fire to melt and then dry the uh the mud ball that had been brought about midway through your rest brings the uh the heap of dirt and a mortar and pestle over to dreamer and kind of like yeah if you could grind these up for me i don't need much kind of you know pushes that task off onto you but uh by the end of the hour when he has everything he needs he does bring that beaker back over to uh to felgrin like could you refreeze this just so it's at its freshest of course uh, he'll just uh snap his fingers refreeze it it's such a marvelous trick i do love that and once he has all of his materials together he grabs all of those substances and he heaps them into a much larger beaker he kind of has to shake out the one with the water frozen in it but it does come sliding out eventually and uh, with them all gathered into one container, he again prepares himself to throw something into the fire and run. Oh, and shit. Kind of goes. Grin will casually <laughs> step behind Rian. Here we are. He's going to grab his shield and put it up. <laughs> Which is really funny. Miri is like clinging to the back of the shield, you know, gripped like a, uh, like a lizard on a wall behind it. But it's yeah, like. Behind me, she's. Her small neck is, like, craned up over the edge of the shield to watch. Like, looking through your fingers type deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, Before this shit hits the fan, can I get a shit? Can I? I'm going to roll my hit dice to heal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Can I do oh. a short rest? Yes. Do roll your hit dice for a short rest, if you would please. You may not. Ah, fine. Nice. What did I get? Oh, what did I, what did I hit wrong? I always do this wrong. Oh, you hit roll, not rest. Yep. Right. Uh-huh. There we go. There we oh, that's exactly what I needed. Be- nice. Beautiful. So should I? I was exactly seven down. Should I bother four. rolling since I'm only down three? I mean, I did. Um, I mean, you might that's as you. well because you'll recover your hit dice on a long rest. Okay. And it'll save you having to use your uh, second wind if you get into another fight. Overkill. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No shit. He healed the shit out of that. <laughs> so it comes of. Uh, he rolled a. An 8 with his 1d10 hit die for being a fighter, and he has a plus 4 con. So, yeah, you would have almost been able to save yourself from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. That's my max hit points, I was gonna say. Guys, watch Griggle get ready with his, uh, you know, very large mouthed beaker of ingredients, ready to chuck them into the fire. And he sort of glances at the letter you had brought again. And traces a finger over the arcane symbols up with upon it. Right, Klaatu. Sorry, that was Miri. Naracha. <laughs> <laughs> and with the final word, hucks them into the fire Necktie. and takes several steps back. Uh, yeah. The furnace, the furnace flares with violet flames uh, that almost come licking out of the mouth of the furnace. Uh, there's this very intense heat and then cold and then heat again and cold and this weird, you know, almost fluctuating temperatures. And 
It almost seems like it might start expanding beyond the mouth of the furnace as it sort of blasts out the front there. And then just as quickly as that temperature change happened, the violet flame recedes into the furnace and cools to a tiny white fire there in the center. And Griggle there starts hopping about joyously. He goes, ah, the spider, he had the secret. Yes, praise this black spider. Oh, I would have been, I would have never th thought to throw the four elements together in there. I've been doing them piecemeal. And what words, what words. Magic is such a beautiful thing. Well, yes, I suppose I should be giving you your reward now for assisting me in this. That would be fantastic. Oh, yes. Well, I, uh, I've got a bit of gold here. Let me find my purse. He's sort of looking around at his mess. <sighs> Can I spot it in the room? Yes, I'll help him. <laughs> Roll me. Um, if you're gonna go rooting through stuff, give me investigation. If you're just kind of like scanning, looking cursorily about for it, give me perception. It's the same either way. I'll do perception. Alright. Alright. Uh, Dreamer, you straight off notice uh, that there is a coin pouch hanging from his waist. Uh, nice. I straight up just point at it. <laughs> and he kind of looks behind him and then looks down. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> unties it. Uh, places a fat platinum piece into each of your palms. Hello. So this is a thanks for delivering that letter and uh, oh I have something else for you. Um, I'm far better an alchemist than I am a smith but I have something that your friend here and he points to Krellick uh, might be able to use and he goes rooting around and comes back with three bars of solid adamantine that he passes on to Krellick. Make them something nice, won't you? I, I, I'll do my best. Thank you. Right. I apologize for the prank earlier. <laughs> well, it's... Uh... There was a prank? Yes, I, uh, I missed that part. Uh, it's not important. It, don't worry about it. I'm worried about it. My heart works. It was just a good bit of goofing. I wouldn't do it now with the forge, and he kind of points to the, you know, very diminished, bright, but consistent white light now pouring forth from the furnace. I wouldn't uh, want to damage the forge, so I can't do it again. Unfortunate. That was a good one to pull. Well, <laughs> for the sake of your neighbors, I think that's probably a good plan. You always have the one outside. And he gets this very sly look on his face. <laughs> I do. God. Ish. Uh, now there's <laughs> ice methods. Hooray! There's methods? <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave. It was nice meeting you. What's up? Yeah, let's just make sure they're gone. Good luck with whatever you do next. Goodbye. Ish. I have many great works. I have to now reproduce my experiment for others. <laughs> this guy. Uh, All right. Well, it was an experience, Briggle. Yes, yes, it was, Fell. Thank you. Mm. He just walks out the door. <laughs> yeah, I think Rian just is like, Mary, come on, 
We're leaving. He was really weird. He's very weird, but it's, it's... We're going to meet a lot of weird people, I think, along the way, so... Just kind of be used to this. It's it's not so bad. Everybody's got their, their little things they do. I thought it was funny. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Alrighty. So, uh... As you make your way back westward toward the docks, you are greeted again by the same woman who had welcomed you into town, Kalanay Grafer. Looks you over, sees that you have obviously been in some fighting, and says, uh, Well, um, g glad to see you survived the chaos of the neighborhood there. Did you make your delivery? That we did. Yes. Aye, we Aye. did. Delivery's made. Right. Well, they, um, let's see. Andrew Meffitt problem's been well, taken care of, too. I do think there's a few that need to be dispatched, but they shouldn't, there shouldn't be any more. Yes, um, actually, I, I meant to ask you something. You said you were going to meet Griggle, yes? Aye. Well, um, some of the townsfolk think Griggle's to blame for what's been happening and want him exiled. Is he responsible? <clears throat> you know, I um, looked into the matter, and um, honestly, I think it's unrelated. Yeah, Rian is going to kind of like, he's he's going to contemplate that for a second. He's like, yeah, they're unrelated. Don't worry about it. It was something completely different. Just a swap of the planes. These things do happen. The world is a chaotic place. I'm going to need you to make me a deception check. Yeah. At one of you, but at advantage because the other is assisting in this lie. Okay. Deception. Okay, I'll assist. You go. Yes. Yeah. All right. 23. Yeah, a boy. <laughs> Natty 17. So she nods thoughtfully to herself and, oh, well, I guess it was just a misunderstanding. And, well, I hope I can convince the townsfolk to leave him alone. Well, I do think that he will, you know, given freedom to pursue his art, can produce things that will help the town. Well, I hope you're right. And I said I had a reward for you for dealing with our method problem. Ah, you did. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and she, you know, sort of reaches under the cloak that she's kind of seemed to have, uh, be wearing now. You know, she hasn't seen you in a few hours is kind of bundled up more as the day progressed into evening and things get a little colder and uh you know reaching under her cloak takes out a coin purse and counts out another five gold to each of you so you have a total of 15 gold today from the, you know that platinum and the actual gold pieces 15 gold mm. i spoke with your captain actually earlier and discussed your companion, and she gestures to Dreamer. I know you were looking for work, and we don't necessarily have uh, any in town for something, someone of your talents. But I spoke to the captain, and he was willing to take you on as a deckhand. Perhaps you might accompany these people north. Looks at the uh, party. Where are we heading? North. North. <laughs> well, all over the place, really. We got a few more deliveries to make along the way. Here and there, you know, to excitement. Yes. 
definitely, so far, it's been quite exciting. We could use someone, you know, on the ship with your talent. Yeah, especially with that knife thingy. That I did like cool. that. That was pretty neat. I did <laughs> well, don't go tooting your own horn. You're starting to sound like Grin over here. Why have a horn if you don't toot it? You have two. I, I don't even... I really don't even know how to respond to that. That's just... I just... I don't... Let's let's go back to the ship or something. I don't know. I. There's so much I haven't seen yet. Yes, I will accompany your crew. Wonderful. Hi, Ethan. Well, welcome aboard. All right. With your new companion, board the icebreaker again. It is about an hour before she casts off into the evening in order to continue making her way northward. With the arrival of Dreamer, there are no longer any any space for individual rooms, and it seems that while there in Fireshear, the captain has taken on new passengers. In a brief meeting where he pulls you aside to sit you down in his quarters again and to discuss the new arrivals aboard the ship, politely but firmly indicates that because they are higher-paying travelers, as you are here for work, not necessarily for pleasure, he is moving you into quarters where you are going to have to share space. Goody. Oof. That's going to be a problem. Uh, he says, uh, you know, divvying up space between you is going to be between you lot to decide, but that is not a matter for my quarters here. So how did the crew quarters work? Are they like, like how many people do they fit per? The rooms that you were allowed before had, you know, for being a single, mm -hmm. comparatively decent space. Uh, now, okay. you are going to be pairing up in rooms that are slightly larger, but because it is two okay, people. So we're just pairing yeah. up. That's so now so it's bad. pairing up. Yeah. Okay. I thought I was like going to end up in like a. Like a crew area where it was like just hammocks, like rows of hammocks. I'm like, what am I going to do with Miri? Like, no. <laughs> like, where am I going to hide her? You're but good. That's perfect. You're okay. being given cabins where you're just going to have to double up. Uh, and there are bunks that's to nice. do so. So I call top bunk. Who is staying with who? I'd say I'll probably, I could, I could, uh, team up with Dreamer. I don't very much care. That would be yeah. fine. Yep. I'll sit with Dreamer just because I can see grin being really upset at having to share it with the dwarf. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs>